I'm Bridget. And I'm Mary. And this is the Work Your Worth podcast, where we have honest conversations about navigating the never-ending and sometimes overwhelming journey of personal and professional growth. <laughs> One, two, three. Hi, it's Brid. Well, it's Mary. <laughs> it's Mary and Bridget. I'm Bridget. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of the Work Your Worth podcast. And we're so pumped to be here on the floor recording another episode in my brand new apartment yes so nice so you moved this weekend i did yes this is awesome you've got the best balcony and the best view of oklahoma city ever yes so same building just six doors down and it is just a new positive space and it feels so good and i mean New positive space slash recording studio. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So um, let's just start with our favorite part of the episode. <laughs> What's delicate this week? What's delicate? It's freaking avocados, <laughs> man. Oh my gosh. I saw the news headlines about that. What's going on with avocados? I need to be educated. Well, according to our prez, there's a very good likelihood that he will close the border of Mexico this week. Oh, So, the CEO of Mission Produce, which is the largest distributor and grower of avocados in the world, stated that Americans, (laughs) I feel like we're due to this issue, that Americans would run out of avocados in three weeks if imports from Mexico were stopped. So, brunchers, beware. (laughs) Millennials, let's really stick together through this one. And, Charm, get it together, bro. Let's give us our... We want our avocados. Okay, if it's our avocados, but more importantly, man, don't close borders. Like, let's of course, of be, course. <laughs> let's be, man. There's, there's a lot that could be said, but let's keep it light. Let's, let's, let, let, let's, let's stick to the avocados. Light. Avocados, man. <laughs> Onward. Oh my gosh. So, I think that's just beware. The border closing could equal no avocados. No so, avocado toast. No avocado toast. No avocado smoothies. Ooh. I love an avocado smoothie. Have you? Oh, that right now the avocado margarita from <gasps> from um, Barrios, mm. guys. That's one of the best drinks in Oklahoma City. It's like a smoothie with tequila. It's so good, mm. so good. Um, so today's topic, it's not going to be all avocado talk all day. No tequila. No, <laughs> no tequila. No, not this morning when we're recording. Um, but today's topic, we're covering things related to transitions. First episode, we talked about going through your personal transitions. Second episode, what to do when you're navigating your professional transition and preparing for that. And so we thought the next, the natural step is really to talk about self-care and how to keep yourself grounded as you're going through all of those transitions. How can you really make sure that you're, you are staying true to you when everything around you feels, you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. When everything else else in your life is just in this strange forward motion that you're not used to because it's different and you know that things are changing so while you're going through a transitional period it's so easy to lose the rhythm preach (laughs) of your life and the rhythm of your routine I mean everything feels shaky there's a lack of stability and for people like especially like if you're anything like Mary and I, we really value our stability mm-hmm. and our safe spaces. Yeah. So what can you do to take care of yourself throughout these transitional periods? And as I said in a previous episode, self-care, self, mm-hmm. <laughs> self, <laughs> self-care 
is not all bubble baths and face masks. Yes, those are things that make us feel better. There's yeah. no denying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, self-care, it is not one size fits all. So yes, your bubble bath, it can create the environment to allow you to care for yourself, but that's what it is. The bubble bath isn't going to allow you, the bubble bath isn't what's going to change your thoughts. It's not what is going to allow you to dig deep into your mind and dissect any issues or just really dissect what it is that you need Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself. Yeah. However, the environment is just important. Yeah. Yeah. So guys. Let me please um, humor me as we go a little bit, a little bit nerdy. <laughs> We're going to go back to our college psychology classes. <laughs> How many of you guys remember Maslow? Reg? I, when you first you said that, yes. So when you first brought that up the other day, my thought is, I don't know what she's talking about, but I do know what she's talking about. And then I really had to dig back to my freshman year psychology class. Yeah. And yeah. we did take a deep dive into... Maslow's theories. So. Yeah. So Maslow, guys. Maslow. His Maslow has this um, theory. It's it's the hierarchy of our needs. Mm-hmm. Um, he developed this theory in psychology. It's basically just a tiered pyramid of what those human needs are. From the bottom of the hierarchy upwards, it goes your physiological. That's the biggest um, bottom base of the pyramid. Your physiological needs. Then comes safety, love, and belonging esteem and self-actualization so there's I think it's five um (laughs) and and those needs lower down in the hierarchy have to be satisfied before you can attend to the needs that are higher up Mm -hmm. so we will we're going to put this in a graphic so you can actually see what we're talking about Mm -hmm. but it's just so important for you to understand that your physiological needs have to be met first before mm-hmm. you're able to reach the tip of that pyramid, mm-hmm. which is self-actualization, which is growth, personal development. So again, visualize this. <laughs> it's hard when it's just words without seeing it, but base of the pyramid, physiological. Next, safety. Next level up is your belonging and need for love. Next is your self-esteem. It's your feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And last is self-actualization. It's achieving your full potential and if you're listening to this, I think that really is the ultimate goal in things. No matter what you're doing in your life is you want to really achieve your potential. So self-care, that is really getting at the base of the pyramid. How can we make sure that these bottom needs are met so that we're able to meet our potential and be the best versions of ourselves, mm-hmm. which ties into the reason that we're most likely going through a transition is we're seeking after that change and that growth. Mm-hmm. So you have to, I don't think we can have this conversation without understanding that. So Mm-mm. thank you for humoring me. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to get nerdy and sciency and all kinds of psychology. And there's, I mean, there's so much that can be read more about Maslow's work, but it's mm-hmm. really fascinating. And I think it, I mean, we've, you know, imagine you're experiencing that stress that you have those actual physical symptoms. Yep. And this, I mean, kind of, you have to, your body's having a physical response because of the internal stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's real. Yeah. So I watched that Netflix documentary. Liz recommended it to us oh, called yeah. Heal. Heal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's about energy healing, this documentary. And I, I found it interesting. I would I would recommend it to people. Yeah. I mean, just to expand, just to broaden your knowledge on yeah. energy healing. Yeah. 
but I mean, they did put such an emphasis on how, how badly stress affects the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, just how, I mean, you can break out in hives due to mm-hmm. stress, due to something that is completely mental. You can have a yeah. physical reaction yeah. to it. And I mean, that was only one tiny little example. Yeah. But still, it's, it's crazy. Like in my, in my past life as a medical student, we had this one professor who was like the migraine specialist. He was a neuro, uh, yeah, neurologist, and he talked about migraines and how anything can literally be a migraine, and that the origin is so hard. Like stomach ache, like he he has mixed mixed reviews in the medical community, mm-hmm. but the DLG is his name, and um, <laughs> but it really opened my eyes to this this thing of like. What? Like when I get migraines, like the most common time to get migraine is after. So it's like a stress letdown migraine is really, really common. So think about the times you get a migraine. It's not in the middle of a hard week. It's after the hump, like you're making, you're on the downward um, angle. You're in the descent of that stress. So like, I don't know if you suffer from migraines, but I do. So like this past weekend, I had a, um, last week was busy. It was stressful. The whole, like all day Saturday, I had a migraine. And it's just like learning that. I can kind of understand why and not get frustrated at my body, but That's, then learn how to cope with the causes, the root causes, not necessarily that this is a physical thing. Yeah. And sometimes it is just physical. But for me, I've learned that more times than not, it's something that is stress related or anxiety or something deeper. Freaking stress, man. Mm-hmm. Interesting as you're saying all of this. Yeah. So I, I don't have... I don't frequently get migraines. Yeah. However, just talking about that and thinking about migraines made me feel tension in my head. <laughs> I feel it right here. <laughs> don't give into that. Don't and give it's strange. That. I know, right? Yeah. But I mean, that just goes to show how mental yeah. a lot of these physical yeah. means are. Yeah. And I mean, like you're saying, you know, your physiological needs, bottom mm-hmm. of the pyramid. Yeah. The bottom of the pyramid because that is so foundational. Yeah. How can you take care of all of your other needs if that one isn't met? Mm-hmm. And that is where we have our foundation of self-care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So self-care during transition, it is about creating a sacred space for you. Mm-hmm. A space that is going to allow you to meet those basic needs. Mm-hmm. You, like, and here's the cool thing. This space It's not a physical location. It can be. Mm -hmm. But it's also sometimes just like a state of mind. It can be um, a little ritual or practices that you know that you can tap into no matter where you are um, and allow those needs to be met so that you're able to feel cared for. You're able to meet your needs, your basic needs, and then able to progress. Um, When your environment, which is not permanent, is shifting, how can you create some stability within yourself? Yes. Because no one else is going to create that for you. It is it is your responsibility yeah. to create that stability for yourself in the time in at least the tiniest way possible. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into this. I mean let's do it. How how do you how do we create our sacred self-care spaces? I love it. So mm-hmm. we guys you got to love alliteration. So we came up with a little <laughs> thing because here's the thing. It's really hard in the moment to remember things of like, I've listened to six podcasts. They told me I need to do this list of 20 things to get. So like, nah, we're going to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got three G's for creating your sacred self-care space. Three G's. Yeah. It's all about the G's, man. 
So you're going to get grounded. You're going to be gentle with yourself and you're going to be grateful. Yeah. So for us, I mean, well, the definition of grounded. Yeah. Tell me what that means to you. So being grounded, it is having something stable, sincere, practical, or firmly established. So what is it that grounds you? Because what grounds Mary is going to be different than what grounds me and what grounds you and your mom and your best friend and all those great people. Everything is going to be different. So we'll share what these things are that have helped us. Maybe they'll help you. Maybe they Mm -hmm. won't at all. But as long as we're sparking the conversation. That's all that matters. And remembering, just remembering the trigger, grounded. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm, I need some self-care. Okay. What do I need to do to get grounded? Mm-hmm. So what are those things for you, Bridge? Yeah. So for me, while I was going through, I mean, it's no secret that um, from August until December, my personal life was shambles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. So... But what I learned through that experience is I did create that safe space. I mean, it happened very naturally. Mm -hmm. And this may sound silly to some, and that's totally cool. But I realized that I created a routine where when I was feeling overwhelmed or just needed to relax or to reset, I would lay in my bed, or typically I'd be sitting up. I'd have my journal. I'd have calming music on. I'd have my lavender essential oils in my diffuser. And guys, I'm not this essential oil hippy-dippy person, but it makes me feel calm. Mm -hmm. It truly helped me to feel just more relaxed Mm -hmm. and at ease. Um, And drinking hot tea. So it's like that's the environment I created with myself. And I didn't even realize that I created that for myself because it became routine until one of my friends reached out who was dealing with anxiety and she asked me how I've been handling it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this is what helps me. And now that I define that, I have that to go back to. So mm-hmm. just about two weeks ago, I was feeling super anxious and just overwhelmed. And I knew that I had my bed, my oils, my hot tea, and my journal to go back to Yeah, completely undisturbed. And what's great about having that environment is that it feels safe and it feels comfortable, but then the journaling aspect of it allows me to get my thoughts onto Mm -hmm. paper and allows me to really dig deep into what I'm feeling and figure out why I'm feeling that way. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to my bed thing, (laughs) um, yoga, getting involved with yoga again has allowed me to feel grounded. Just actually having, taking my shoes off, putting my feet on the ground in a somewhat public space. And... Also, it created that created something stable for me. That created the routine for me. And that helped me, it helps to remind me that I am mentally and physically strong. Because mm-hmm. you're being easy. Mm-mm. 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 No, it's not. It's not all uh, Shavasana or whatever. Shavasana. Shavasana. Which is the best part. No, it's not. I totally fell asleep during Shavasana the other day and I woke up and everyone was already cleaning their like, mats oh, and I was just there. I'm hanging out, guys. I'm asleep. <laughs> it's, not nap, it's my nap time. I think, yeah, the grounded part for me, and it's something that I've talked about, like my morning routine is something I'm so, and mm. like, I have not been good about it lately. It's really, I got in a weird, like, that's the thing to remember is sometimes when you're in a growth phase, um, it's easy sometimes, like, or you're in a tired phase, like stuff is so busy and it's like, but I know the evidence is there. I feel so grounded and I feel so much more like me when I 
gift myself a morning of taking care of me. And it really is a gift. And so what that looks like for me is I set my alarm for about 5 or 5.15 and then I wake up. The first thing I do is drink a big glass of water. That's like a, like that changes when you start your day drinking water, like your body needs it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I make my, I make a, in my Chemex is how I make my coffee. And so I turn music on usually like Bonnie Bear or like something really chill. Like the We Bought a We Bought a Zoo soundtrack. If you haven't listened to that, that's like the most calming, beautiful music in the world. It's like what is it? Zoo? We like, bought a zoo. Oh, the movie? We bought, <laughs> the movie? I thought you were saying like we oh. bought a zoo, like a <laughs> zoo soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like cool. I love these animals. animals, tigers. Tigers. No. Um that so that's like my go-to morning music and it takes time to make coffee that way. And that's something that I actually really enjoy because I have to be intentional about it. Um, and I can't rush it. Like you just can't, it takes time. So that, um, and that's something that I can always know is there for me Mm -hmm. and I can access it when I need to. Um, the other thing, and of course like journaling and sometimes I read fiction in the morning. Sometimes I read nonfiction, but things that are just for me. Um, but getting grounded doesn't have to be like, You only get morning one time a day. So other things that I'm able to access to feel grounded at any moment. um, (laughs) This is so silly, but I think sitting in my car feels like I can isolate the world. So how many of you guys get to your location or you might be getting home from the day, but you sit in your car before walking in the door? Yep. That's self-care. Because, listen, sometimes you need to literally turn, like, I will turn my phone on airplane mode because I need a minute. I just need a minute. And I might read my book. Um, For me, like, that's something that allows me to, like, okay, separate. And maybe it's because it feels like I'm, like, transporting myself to somewhere else. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. take 10 minutes and do that. Maybe take some deep breaths. And, okay, I'm grounded again. Yeah. I know where I am. I can go inside and go on to the next thing. So I know that I can always access that same feeling. And, you know, for me, it's my car or it could even be, um, going to, I love going to eat by myself, like going to a restaurant by myself and reading or something like that. But it's like, there's, even though you're surrounded by people, it's still your, you're choosing that environment. So, and maybe it's going to the bathroom in the middle of the day at work and just like, okay, I need to get my head on straight. Let Mm -hmm. me just take some breaths that are for me gift yourself that grounding feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that. That's funny that you bring up the car thing because yeah. imagine like, I would love to know, like <laughs> this is, I, this is going to sound weird, but okay. Target parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've had several conversations within the past few weeks about people just saying, yeah, I've been sitting in the target parking lot for 15 minutes, just yeah. not wanting to go in. And I do that. So it's yeah. like, Imagine all the thoughts that a Target parking oh. lot has heard. <laughs> like, if you could, like, get a frequency of, like, ideas and thoughts, <laughs> like, Target parking lot would be, like, um, off the charts. Moods and mental preparation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's, like, it sounds weird, but for me, sometimes I have to mentally prepare to go into somewhere like Target because yeah. it's so big and overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah. I know it's going to hurt my pockets. Yeah. But yeah. even sometimes you have to mentally prepare to go into your home because even though that yeah. your home is your safe space. Yeah responsibility comes with homes yeah and it's sometimes it's hard to relax in your home because oh something's dripping or there's yeah. a spiller that could be cleaned 
Yeah. So yeah. it's just like you need to ground yourself so you can properly take care of yourself yeah. once you are in your home. Yeah. And even like if you're going through a personal transition, your home might not be the place that you can feel like you. Mm-hmm. So, or a professional, I think professional transition work getting to work a little bit early to mentally prepare for the day and get your grounding get everything kind of where it needs to be it's just that's yours and so preparing yourself and finding whatever you can like I'm such a it's almost like car meditation yeah so maybe when we say home we're not necessarily talking about the place that you sleep at night home is could be different to you home could be your workspace home could be your office yeah yeah could be Picking your kids up from the nanny. <laughs> whatever whatever gives you that feeling of home. Yeah, absolutely. So next, you grounded and be gentle. Be gentle with yourself. When you are um, seeking after that space to really do some deep self-care, you've got to be gentle with yourself. Absolutely. And I mean, I feel like we've discussed this before, but you need to treat yourself the way that you would treat your best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those negative things that you're saying to yourself, all of the things that you are shaming yourself for, all of the things that you're holding onto and allowing yourself to feel guilty for. What if your best friend was telling you that she felt ashamed about these things or guilty about these things and they're so tiny to yeah. the outside world? Yeah. But they're so large in your mind and that's not to downplay the way that you're feeling. Like truly, how would you treat your best friend in that situation? Mm-hmm. And that is always how you have to look at yourself Mm -hmm. and that is something that has transformed my life Mm -hmm. and the way I view myself and talk to myself and I'm not perfect with this at all trust me I mean we're all our own biggest critics absolutely we're all we're not we're not as gentle as we need to be yeah and I actually Mary and I were just talking about this I was I took the long way home from yoga last night. I was walking through the city with just my headphones on, listening to some songs that evoke emotion, <laughs> just having a bit of a moment, and had this overwhelming feeling and just full realization that no one on this earth is responsible for taking care of you, except for you. Mm-hmm. As adults, no one is de- – that's so too much pressure to put on another, yeah. another person. Yeah. You, no one is going to care for you the way that you will care for yourself. No one is supposed to. We all have our own things going on. Yeah. Yes, we can lean on people, but no one is responsible for care for you. So be gentle for yourself. And when you are gentle towards yourself and you are taking care of yourself and those physiological needs, that will help show the other people in your your life how to take care of you. Because, you know, you are going to have those moments when you are down in a transition or in life just in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know how to take care of yourself. You can show other people how to take care of you. And when you do need to lean on others, they'll know how to take care of you just because of how you treat yourself. Yeah. I think the important thing in that is by taking responsibility for you and ensuring that you are, I mean, taken care of at the end of the day, if we thought that only other people could take care of us, that gives, like, it's just important to know that nobody else is going to complete you mm-hmm. and that you can't seek that validation from somebody else. You need to be a whole person. 100%. You have to be you. Yeah. <laughs> and know that all, you have access to 
all your needs can be met. And the fun bonus thing that happens is when you're whole, your relationships get so much more Mm -hmm. deep. They become so rich Mm -hmm. and they become just way healthier. So I think that's the really important thing is like, it's not an obligation for your partner or for a friend to take care of you. Mm -mm. It's their choice because you, you, you can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but allowing other people to take care of you is, is an honor, but you have to know how to access that yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing I really want people to know is that you are not like, you don't need somebody else to complete you or to heal you. You have access to that for yourself. Yeah. And it's also kind of like teach a man to fish. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just hand the man the fish. Yeah. You want to teach them how to do it themselves. Yeah. You don't want to just force care onto someone else. You don't want to just pick up someone else's responsibilities and make sure that they're well taken care of, especially, I mean, as an adult, we're not five-year-olds here. Yeah. Like we can feed ourselves. We yeah. can dress ourselves. We can do all of those things, but teach, I mean, we need to be taught how to care for ourselves, how to be gentle for yeah. ourselves. So seek that. Yeah. 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 So being gentle with yourself, I think one thing my therapist told me was when you are going through a time of change, you have to treat yourself like a child or like you're sick. So when you're sick, you, um, you feed your body good foods. You're staying hydrated. Um, it's really important to just be treating yourself so gently. So I think the easiest way is like, how does, how are we taught, um, to take care of a kid? Like what are our basic human needs? So sunlight, uh, water, or a plant even. What is What do they need to be sustained? So be gentle with yourself in that way. Um, and yeah, gentle. So next comes gratitude. Yes. The best yes. attitude. That's right. Yeah. So being grateful has to go hand in hand with all of this. During those transition periods, that energy of gratitude is you just can't go through life without it you can get lost in what's happening to you without really being aware of um little things around you so I just I mean science shows how powerful Mm -hmm. gratitude is yeah so Mary and I we also listen to this other podcast called what the f yes yes, great yes 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 her name is Taylor and she was talking about priming in her episode yesterday Mm -hmm. and one of the steps in her priming routine is to state every morning she starts by stating three things that she's grateful for. Mm -hmm. And she shared that the reason for that, or obviously, you know, it's good to be grateful, but limiting it to three things. So waking up every day and what are those three things that you are grateful for? Because we can think of a million things to be grateful Mm -hmm. for, you know, sun shining. I have lungs that allow me to breathe. I have a beating heart. I have parents who love me, I have siblings, you know, the list can go on and on. Yeah. But when you focus in on those three things, that allows the quality of gratitude to be even deeper mm-hmm. and really focus in on how truly grateful you are for those few things rather than spreading it then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, I think the important thing about gratitude is if you can actually get yourself to feel that gratitude, not just like stating it or not mm-hmm. just doing it to check something off your list. But like, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you're feeling grateful for somebody? And it's just like, I picture this warm, fuzzy, like it's a ball of warmth is what gratitude feels like to me. It's like, mm-hmm. I can feel and sit in that gratitude and don't just check it off of a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, so this kind of goes against what we're saying, mm-hmm. but when I was in 
one of my moments where I was in bed, oils on, (laughs) (laughs) journal out. I was having a tough day. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a really hard week back in December, and I told myself, like, all right, this sucks. Now I'm going to list 10 things I'm grateful for. And in that moment, I said no. Mm-hmm. because that's always what I would go back to because mm-hmm. I would always say you know like oh I, this sucks right now but I have to remind myself of all the things that mm-hmm. are good in my life and in that moment I needed to say no to that because I needed to sit and feel the pain that I was go that I was experiencing I needed to fully feel that mm-hmm. so and that was something I had to give myself permission to do mm-hmm. however that's not a practical practice <laughs> in daily life at all that was a very isolated situation yeah And self-care is not an isolated situation. Self-care is something that needs to occur daily, which is why it is so important to recognize what you're grateful for on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, Mares, not just saying it out loud, feeling it. Yeah. And maybe if you can't feel it right away, say it out loud until you can. Yeah, or or just building a routine around it. I think, honestly, listen, there's no – you're not doing it wrong – you're not. That's the important thing, too. It's at least for most – I'm just, like, a very high performer. That's important to me. So sometimes mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm doing something wrong, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I just drop that routine because I'm like, uh, I'm not doing this right. Or I want to be – so I want to be great at a lot of things. Um, and so I think with all of these practices, like when you're building your self-care routine, um, you're not doing it wrong. <laughs> That's all you – like – if you're doing something and being intentional, that's great. So even if you want to build a habit, it's okay to just start it out and by like, okay, well, today I'm grateful for X, Y, Z. Awesome. And the more you do it, the easier it is to actually start to feel that and look forward to that. And your prime and priming is just setting your mind up to accept things throughout the day so that you're in a state to accept them. So I think that's why doing all of these things first thing in the morning as much as you may not be a morning person and you could do these at night, it ensures that the rest of your day is full of good things. Mm -hmm. And it may like you could have the same day, but start it differently. And your perception of how that day went or how this season is going in your life, it could look completely opposite. So those are our three core things being ground, get grounded, be gentle and be grateful to Build, I think that's like the recipe for a great self-care. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everything else will follow. The yeah. facials, the baths, the massages, yeah. just all of that. Those are all great, wonderful things. Yeah. But let's dig deeper. Let's get mental here. Let's tap into what it truly, what we, what our mental state needs to be in. Yep. Yep. Our now physiological needs. That's right. So, I mean, if you need just a quick reference, meet your physio like get sleep get good nutrition um during all of these things and that's something that can at least provide some sort of stability in your life when when things feel crazy you don't know what's going on with your job you don't know what's next you're getting used to a new routine in a new office and you don't know the expectations yet like that's real so take care of yourself through that um and you're gonna you'll be so you'll you're gonna soar you just have to hold on to that so yeah any last words red and us out on a a, a fantastic amy polar quote <laughs> this is, oh yeah so 
Amy Poehler quotes. I feel like we should record an episode just speaking in Amy Poehler quotes. It's not our voice. It's actually just <laughs> pinning down a statement together with every quote. She is so wise. There was this, I mean, honestly, if you're ever having a day, just Google Amy Poehler quotes and you will feel so powerful. Yeah. There was this one quote that stuck out and she says, sticking up for ourselves in the same way we would one of our friends is a hard but satisfying thing to do. So what can you, so yeah, consider yourself, that's, consider that your self-care routine, sticking up for yourself, taking a stand for yourself the way that you would for your best friend. How would you want your friend to go through this transition? How would you want your friend to feel? How would you want her to thrive? I love it. You guys have a good week. Thanks for letting us share another episode with you. And we'll be back again in two weeks. Yeah, work your work. Work your work this week. Bye.